Holy Hour of Power. Two Catholics with PhDs in common sense. We're reporting for duty. We're not right versus left. We are right versus wrong. And I am the Latin lover hey. of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the Latin lover of Our Lady. And Terry Barber, the Lebanese lover of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the Lebanese lover of Our Lady also. Just today, great show coming up. We've got topics that are really on the spot, like, for example, a pastor of the only Catholic church in Gaza. <laughs> We're going to talk about what he has to say in an interview here with us. Also, another article about the West at war. We want to really, and we've done this over the years, setting the stage of what's going on in the Middle East. What's Who's trying to bring out a uh, what I would call uh, a major war between Islam and the West? And I think that that's what's happening in this article. It's rather lengthy. You might want to read it all. It's on our show page, but it's very good. And then we have the church militant who's been uh, letting us know this whole week about different things that we need to be praying for in the church. Jesse, um, on the good to know, I should say, need to know file, this is unbelievable. It fits right into Jesus 911. They, they probably listen to the show. And that's why most of the protesters are. Here it is. Catholic students push back against Georgetown University. For those who don't know, Georgetown's a Jesuit university. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, they're hosting the Satanic mm. Temple Leaders. Jesse, wow. a Jesuit school. Come wow. on, give me a break. So in an open letter, concerned individuals who listened to Jesus 911, I didn't say, I said, I added that in. They said that this satanic temple and its founders uh, do not uphold the ideals of mutual respect for those of different faiths and seek to undermine serious conversations about the meaning of faith to individuals at Georgetown. We, we, we uh, want that not to happen. And so they signed the letter. And, of course, the Jesuits there think that, hey, what, there's no, I mean, you know, lots of Jesuits, Jesse, I have to say, the leader of the Jesuits said he didn't even believe that there was a devil. Remember that? That's right. So yep. no surprise. That's first. Number two, good news, Jess. Archbishop Cord de Leon and the Oakland bishop, his name is Barber, no connection. I wish it was because I'm proud of what he did. Mm -hmm. He issued a pastoral letter condemning gender ideology. You know, uh, at this time when there are other bishops, see, this is how the church needs our prayers. We got ch churches in, in uh, Kentucky who are doing just the opposite, saying, oh, no, we need to uh, we need to be able to identify, let everybody identify any way they want. So this is uh, a concern that we have that we need to be praying for and continue to be praying for the Senate that's taking place in Rome. Uh, we need to pray because, I mean, when a bishop has to say, he's telling the, the fathers there, the the bishops and lay people, please remember, you can't remove pages from the Bible. Uh, we got problems when that happens. All right, Jess, what about you? Your need to know file. Yep. Uh, Pope Francis says the church has to change. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Vatican II. This is. Yeah. yeah, he, he, since, yeah. since the Second Vatican Council, John the Twenty-Third had a very clear perception the church has to change. Pope Francis said in a wide-ranging interview this week, he said, quote, Pope Paul VI agreed, just like the succeeding popes. It's not just changing ways. It's about a change of growth in favor of the dignity of the people. That's theological progression of moral theology and all the ecclesiastical sciences, even in the interpretation of scriptures that have progressed According to the feelings of the church. Wow. Feelings. Did you notice that word feelings? Hey, Jesse, how do you feel? Wow. So, so Pope Francis, 
says that the church's teachings have to progress you know essentially according to the the feelings of the people it's nothing to do with truth i'm sorry unbelievable well terry all i could just say is that what pope francis said it 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 really goes against what the holy bible says in second john chapter 1 verse 9 yeah so here's what john the apostle says versus what pope francis says pope francis says that that the church's teachings have to progress the Bible in the, the New American Bible, the one that's officially used by the USCCB, it says this, quote, anyone who is so progressive as not to remain in the teaching of the Christ does not have God. That's clear, isn't it? Yeah. Whoever remains in the teaching has the Father and the Son. So I, I just, you're either going to believe the Word of God, which is infallible, inspired, and inerrant. Yep. Or Pope Francis, yeah, who says that the, the church is... Uh, yeah, I know where I'm going, too. Uh, also, women's ordination at the Synod, yeah. anything may be said and must be noted as having been said because it is presumed, at least in principle, that includes, that may be said, uh, that the Spirit inspired. You'll notice, Terry, as they keep talking about the Synod, they keep using that phrase, all the Synod fathers. It's the, the Spirit has inspired this. In other words, when they say that, Terry, it means... What spirit, brother? <laughs> they say the Holy Spirit, you notice? Yeah. Also, on more, uh, uh, Pope Francis meets pro-gay Catholic group oh, yeah. on Tuesday, October 17th, with the leadership and staff of New Ways Ministry, a pro-LGBT yeah. organization that bishops and previous popes have warned and is opposed to church teachings on sexuality and marriage. New Ways Executive Director Francis De Bernardo described the meeting with Pope Francis as an affirmation of the group's ministry and a great encouragement to continue our work and the Catholic Church. Also, on the Hollywood front... How about something positive, man? (laughs) Wow. uh, Well, Britney Spears reveals abortion regret. That's positive. That is positive. Singer Britney Spears reportedly revealed in her upcoming memoir that she obtained an abortion at age 19 and still suffers from the experience. I bet she did. Wow, she says, Britney Spears says, to this day, it's one of the most agonizing things I've ever experienced in my life. I'm sure people will hate me for this, but I agreed not to have the baby. I don't know if that was the right decision. If it had been left up to me alone, I never would have done it. Wow. 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 You know, that is, that there's a sense of repentance there, isn't it? Oh, there is. Yeah. So I, I you know, there's hope Absolutely. for her. Absolutely. I read all these things about her and how mixed up she is. But, you know, um, repentance brings the grace of God into a soul. So Absolutely. For her. Here's one more good news item, Terry. Abortions sharply decrease in North Carolina. Yeah. The Pro-Abortion Guttmacher Institute reported last week that Facility-based abortions dropped 31% in July over the previous month in North Carolina. A pro-life protecting unborn babies, a a, a pro-life law protecting unborn babies after 12 weeks of gestation went into effect there on July 1st, which goes to show you that good legislation saves lives, Terry. Absolutely. Jesse, I got one more thing that's a good news for Pope Francis because I, you know, people say, well, you don't, you don't bring up all the good things he's doing. Well, I, I will. Because what he did is he just came out with a document on the little flower, the, the little way. 
And that's wonderful. He said the church needs to look to her as a great saint. I agree with the Holy Father. That's beautiful. So I appreciate that. Also, one last thing, Jesse, because it ties into one of our articles. You know, you heard about this big explosion in uh, the Gaza Strip rented at a um, hospital. And everybody said, well, you see, Israel bombed it. The problem with all that is we have rate, we have satellite pictures of everything, and it wasn't Israel who bombed the hospital. It was the knuckleheads that run the Gaza slip, Strip. And so these people who are Hamas, they're all, they need to show pictures of people dying and saying, see, this is what Israel is doing. These people are inhumane to doing what they do in the Gaza Strip. Now, I'm not going to say the Israelis are saints, right. but let me just put this, Jesse— in war, you do use proportionate measures to stop the aggressor. And so I just would say this. That's a Catholic principle. That's a Catholic principle. So they have a right to go after those militants uh, because of what they did to their uh, country and their country people. So I just want to set the record straight that, that these people are going to do everything they can to show uh, the killing and that it's all Israel because they don't really care about those people. And I don't understand why they haven't figured that out. That They don't even care about their own people. Yeah, it's all about martyrdom for the, for Allah. Okay, it's a religious war, Jesse. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah, and the leaders of all these Muslims uh, organizations, Boko Haram, Hamas, Hezbollah, yeah. Al-Qaeda, Taliban, yeah. all of them live like uh, like kings, Terry. Yeah. They all live like like rich kings. In fact, I just read that... The found or the, the the leader of Hamas yes. lives in Qatar. Wow, <laughs> Qatar is one of the most beautiful countries in the Middle East. It's it's a lap of luxury. Uh, why isn't he living in in the Gaza Strip with with the rest of his people? Yeah. He lives in Qatar. Yeah. These are hypocrites, Terry. They are. Yeah. yeah. Actions speak louder than words. Just when we come back, we're going to get the gospel in, and then I got something that Fulton Sheen ties into what you just said about atheism. And much, much more. Then we'll get into our articles. I want to remind everybody we had the Fulton J. Sheen conference over the weekend. If people want to get copies of that, of those talks, you can call 877-526-2151 or go to our website, vmpr.org, to pick up the recordings by a download. Uh, also, Jesse, um, I want to just thank all of our listeners who have been supporting us. I know these are tough times and we're seeing it. And I just want to thank all of the people who make the sacrifice to support Virgin Most Powerful Radio. If you'd like to be a monthly donor at $25 or more, we give you hundreds of dollars of downloads for free of Scott Hahn, Jess Romero. Uh, all, all of our uh, 30, 40 years of recordings become your library because you support us here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. When we come back, yeah, we're going to talk about soul food. Yeah, the gospel. Yes, we're going to talk about a quote from Fulton Sheen, and we'll get right into this article about the pastor of the only Catholic church in Gaza. And he says, never have we seen things like this. He's been there for years. We want to hear that and much, much more. And again, we, Jesse, myself, Terry, we're too blessed to be stressed. We're too anointed to be disappointed. And if hope was money, Jess Romero, Terry Barber, we're millionaires. Why? Because our hope is in Jesus Christ. Stay with us, family. Amen. Guest Romero, favorite part of the show, soul food, brother. Let's get the good gospel in our in our bl- in our blood, in our veins, and that we could share that with anyone who will listen. 
Feast day of St. Luke, the beloved physician. He yep. lived in the first century. Right. The author of the Gospel of Luke and the Book of Acts. He was a Gentile. He was also a doctor. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's the only non-Jewish author in the New Isn't Testament. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Today's Holy Gospel. Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. Uh, on Today is October 18th. Mm-hmm. October 18th. And the Gospel, according to Luke chapter 10, verses 1 and 9, the Lord Jesus appointed 72 disciples. Mm-hmm whom he sent ahead of him in pairs. In every town and place he intended to visit, he said to them, The harvest is abundant, but the labors are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out labors for his harvest. Go on your way. Behold, I am sending you like lambs amongst wolves. Isn't that the truth? Yes. Carry no money bag, no sack, no sandals, and greet no one along the way. Into whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this household. If a peaceful person lives there, your peace will rest on him. But if not, it will return to you. Stay in the house and eat and drink what is offered to you, for the laborer deserves payment. Mm -hmm. Do not move about from one house to another. Whatever town you enter and they welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick in it and say to them, the kingdom of God is is at hand for you. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Something very interesting is that those 72 disciples that that, uh, St. Luke mentions there, according to Eastern tradition, Eastern Catholic fathers and Eastern Orthodox, they say each of those 72 disciples was actually a bishop of a particular city, like the bishop of of, of Antioch, the bishop of Cyprus, they were all bishops. So they weren't lay people. They were bishops. Mm-hmm. Also, something very interesting. We see a pattern here. Moses also commissioned 70 elders to, the prop, to, uh, to be prophets in Israel. So Jesus is like a new Moses here. Uh, at another level, back in, back in Genesis chapter 10, the, the Bible says that there were 70 nations at the time in the ancient world, uh, not including Israel. So 70 has a, 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 it plays a big part here. Mm-hmm. And also a Lord sent people two by two. That's kind of a missionary practice yeah. that we also ref- see reflected in the book of Acts. Uh, our Lord also talks about the harvest. The harvest is a description. It's a picture of God's people rather, re- uh, ready to be gathered into the kingdom, much like the harvest is being gathered into, into the barnyards by farmers. We also see our Lord saying, don't take a purse, don't take a bag, don't take sandals. He's telling the, the disciples, you got to travel lightly, yeah. un- unencumbered. And, 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 and later on, St. Paul tells people to be unencumbered by sin. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? It would mean like this. You know, when got, uh, high school kids or college kids want to run faster, they put on foot weights. Well, foot weights encumbers you. It slows you down. If you take off the foot weights, you're unencumbered. That's what... That's what St. Paul's talking about here. Get rid of that sin so that you can feel lighter. That's what he's saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And also he talks about in, uh, in verse 7 that a labor deserves his wages. Ministers of the gospel all over the New Testament are supported by the believing community. And this allows them to pursue apostolic work. Just like we do here at St. Joseph's, I mean, a, a Catholic Resource Center. Yeah. And uh, we can give our undivided attention to, to, 
try to provide the best programming yep. by by having being listeners supported. So this is something that's very New Testament, and also our Lord talks about uh, you know uh, wiping off uh, uh, wiping off your feet on a mat when uh, when somebody doesn't want to receive you. They don't want to receive the gospel. Well, this is just a symbolic for the Jews. It's a symbolic act of judgment, saying, "Okay, you don't want God's peace. All right, then I guess you got what you got. Ones you want God's justice. I'm out of here." And you wipe your feet. Well said. I want to bring the smartest guy into the room right now, Bishop Fulton J. Sheen. Oh, Sheen ahead. You know what Jesse and I are going to ask at the end of the show about what state we should be living in. But here's what Bishop Sheen says about judgment. This was a beautiful picture. If you're not driving, if you're not, and you're at home listening, you might even close your eyes. Don't do it if you're driving. Imagine two souls appearing before the sight of God, one in the state of grace and the other in the state of sin, mortal sin. Just as a father recognizes his own son because of the likeness of the nature, so too Christ recognizes the soul in the state of grace in virtue of the resemblance to him, and says to the soul, Jess, this is what I want to hear, brother. (laughs) Come, he all blessed of my father. I am the natural son. You are my adopted son. Come into the kingdom prepared for you from all eternity. See, God looks into the other soul that is in the state of mortal sin and is not that likeness. And just as a father knows his neighbor's son is not his own, so too God, looking at that sinful soul and failing to see therein the likeness of his own flesh and blood, does not recognize it as his own kind, and says to it, as he said in the parable of the bridegroom, I know you not. And this last part, Jesse, just grabbed me. It's a terrible thing not to be known by God. Full sheen ahead, Jess. That that did hit me hard. That's what it's all about right there. Wow. Good stuff. Yep. All right, good brother. Stuff, let's Terry. get to our, our topic. Well, the, uh, yeah, go ahead. There's a pastor of the only Catholic church in Gaza. Yeah. There's only one. And uh, his name is Father Gabriel Romanelli. Mm-hmm. He's an Argentine priest of the Institute of the Incarnate Word, uh, Shepherd's Holy Family Church. Uh, the church, it's a church in Gaza. Mm-hmm. And he says... Never have we seen things like this. I bet. So Father Gabriel Romanelli, this Argentine priest from the IVE, the Incarnate Word, and serves as the pastor of Holy Family Parish in Gaza, he shared with EWTN Spanish, Aki Prensa, uh, the, the, uh, the Spanish language news partner, a statement about the situation following the Hamas attack on Israel, which he said continues to be very bad. Yeah. The surprise attack by the Islamist group that controls the Gaza Strip began in the early hours of October 7th by land, sea, and air. Mm. Countless missiles hit Israeli cities where civilians were also kidnapped and subject to Hamas murderous depravity, including babies, children, the elderly, and women. The first offensive left at least 40 dead and 700 wounded, Mm. according to the first official reports, the death toll has now surpassed 1,600 people. Yep. Israel is at war, said Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, and the country responded with airstrikes on the Gaza Strip. 
Two days after the conflict, Father Romanelli told Aki Prensa, which is EW10 Spanish Channel, from Bethlehem, where he is stranded until he will be until he will be able to get through to return to the parish. He says, we've never seen things like this. All of our men and women religious in this part of the Holy Land of Palestine and Israel are okay, he said, uh, although he acknowledged that the mission in Gaza is the one that is going through very difficult times. He says that in the parish we have taken in more than 80 Christians and other Muslim neighbors of our school who have requested accommodation there, the priest said, there are hundreds of dead and thousands of injured among the population, he added. Recalling a saint of Pius XII, which St. John Paul II also repeated, the priest asked for prayers for peace. Because nothing is lost with peace, everything can be lost with war. Terry, you want to pick it up? Absolutely. Finally, he expressed the gratitude for the closeness, concern, and prayers, along with the hundreds of messages he receives every day. From here, I will continue to pray and work hard for our Catholic mission in Gaza, for the good of all, he concluded. Now, in a statement to the Argentinian newspaper La Nuncia, the priest who lived in the Middle East for 28 years said that he was in Bethlehem when the attack was launched after participating in Rome in this consistory which Pope Francis created for the Patriarch of Jerusalem, a cardinal, and he is unable for the moment to return. Okay? So here's the... Here, Jesse... The article is showing unbelievably tough circumstances to be living in. And, and again, I want to commend Father for wanting to go back to his sheep because, wow. you know, that shows me that he's willing to lay his life down for his flock. And I'm impressed with that. Yeah, that priest is willing to, to lay his life down for his flock because it's certain death if he goes back over. Well, yeah. they, really don't, they really don't like Catholics, trust me, uh, the, 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 the Islamist. The Muslim terrorists, they don't like Catholics, especially priests. And then you have the cardinal there, the patriarch from Jerusalem. Yes. He's also a man with a lot of courage. Right. That uh, he's also basically made a statement that he's willing to give himself as uh, as a ransom yeah, for, the... for, uh, for for anybody who may be held hostage right. by the by the Hamas terrorists. Yeah, he's right. willing to make an exchange of himself. I'm impressed. Uh, yeah, so what, what this is the type of courage we see in third world country Catholics. And here, Terry, in, in first world countries like here in the U.S., over in Europe, we're arguing about should uh, we, should we uh, bless a homosexual sodomizing uh, each other? Uh, you know, yeah. I can't the, believe it. The, these priests in the Middle East, they're dealing, and in Africa, they're dealing with real problems. Yeah. We're dealing with fake problems. Should we have women deaconesses? Should we bless homosexuals who sodomize each other? These are all man-made, you know, uh, uh, issues that that we that we bring because I guess we're bored. We have nothing better to do. But in the Middle East, these priests, bishops, and cardinals—they live day by day. It's a matter. That, that, I mean, seriously, they're they're one step uh, away from death in many of these places, Terry. Yeah, Jesse, I want to just mention that. What you just said is, is so true, but I think that uh, the West is, we're getting ready for a persecution, a war. I'll just be honest with you. I see World War III coming, and in one sense, you know, we say Our Lady said war is a punishment for sin, but I have a feeling that it actually, God is going to bring good out of all this because we are living such a, a horrible lifestyle of sin in the West 
that something's got to stop us from, from the sinning. And if it means a war to bring us on our knees, to realize that this is going to lead us to hell, well, so be it. But I, I've seen this over history that sometimes uh, when, we're, when there's decadence, whether it's Sodom and Gomorrah or whatever, whenever there's a, a group of people living according to their dictates and not against God's laws, it seems like God will punish them. But that seems to be a, a pattern, Jesse. Am I onto something? That's the pattern that we see in salvation history. Exactly. Every every single covenant, uh, you know, Adam, Noah, Abraham, Moses, David, every Start single turn, covenant. Jesse, I'm saying. Yeah, what we see is God's people fall into decadence, sin, idolatry, uh, and then God chastises them through war. Wow. And then God raises them up again. They have a good relationship with God. And once again, they fall into egregious mortal sin and God chastises them through war. Seems like nothing's changed, Jesse. The more things are the same, the more things change. The more things change, the more things are the same. That's what I'm seeing right now. When we come back, we got another topic here: the West at war. What's that all about? Stay with us; you'll find out. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. Jesse, I I believe that you know uh, more than most Catholics about Islam and about the history of it. And I believe that this topic that we're coming up is a big article called The West at War by Robert Matei. Why don't you get into that for us, please? Yeah, Terry, there's there's three monotheistic religions in the world, Islam, Judaism and Catholicism. Mm -hmm. But the only true monotheistic religion in the eyes of God is the Catholic faith under the social kingship of Christ. Right. Uh, and and, uh, and I, I, you'll see that it, my take is the reason there's always going to be wet, war in the Middle East, and specifically yeah. in the state of Israel, is because both Jews and Muslims reject Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, Isaiah 9.5. If you reject Christ, the Prince of Peace, you're going to be in perpetual warfare. And that's what we see right now. But truth be told, I mean, it is started and instigated by Islam, which is a a religion uh, that has diabolical roots. And if you want to see what I mean by that, last Friday on Jesus 911, uh, the show I did on Muhammad and how he was called by a demon in a cave to become the prophet to Islam. So if you want to listen to Friday's show, I do a whole hour on Muhammad and his conversation with a demon in a cave. But the, the West is at war right now, Terry. You hear Allah Ahu Akbar. Yeah. That means in Arabic, Allah is great. Yeah. Terry, when you hear that, like for example, if I, like this week, this Saturday, I was, uh, in, I was in the streets here in Phoenix yelling, Jesus is Lord. Nobody's afraid when I say Jesus is Lord in public. And I've said it in public a bunch of times. I'll, Jesus is Lord. Nobody's afraid because they know like, wow, that guy's a, that guy's a person of peace. He's a person of goodwill. Yeah. He's a, he, he believes in Jesus. Yeah. Nobody's afraid when I say that. But whenever you hear the word Allah Ahu Akbar anywhere on planet Earth, look out. You, you look out. You want to run for the hills. Yep. You want to like, like we used to do when we were kids in school. You want to get under the desk and cover your head. Because, you know, you know, a bomb is going to come right after that. Right. Well, this cry has resounded all over the world 
through the videos that document the violence of Islamic militants against women, children, and young people of all nationalities massacred or kidnapped on October 7th, 2023, while an avalanche of rockets beat down on Israel. And that same invocation, Allahu Akbar, rang out again in the days that followed in the Arab squares and on the pro-Islamic Western social media to celebrate the aggression of Hamas against Israel. It matters little that this has occurred on Israeli rather than European territory. What counts is that a new war has been declared. Now, I was flying down on October 7th right into Tel Aviv. And uh, as we're flying down, we could see smoke coming up in different places in Tel Aviv. But all I thought, uh, because I didn't have have my phone on as I'm looking out the plane, I thought, wow, Israel has uh, factories that have horrible, uh, you know, horrible emission systems. (laughs) They're letting out black smoke, much like in Los Angeles back in the 70s and 80s. Right, right. That's that's all I thought. But the attack came at the dawn of a symbolic day for the West. It was for us it was the anniversary of the victory at Lepanto, October seventh, fifteen seventy one, just as the attack on the Twin Towers coincided with the anniversary of the liberation of Vienna from the Turks, uh, which came about between September eleventh and twelfth, sixteen eighty three. So these two emblematic events, which for Islam must be avenged through jihad or holy war, because the doctrine that their doctrine obliges that every Muslim is to bring the world under Sharia law, which is the pr- political and religious law of Allah, which is comes from the Quran. Islam is not a monolithic religion, but all of its branches agreed on the need to fight against the corrupt West. In the struggle, Islam does not distinguish between Christians and Jews. No, it doesn't. February 23rd, 1998, saw the release of the Declaration of the World Islamic Front for Jihad against the Jews and the Crusaders. It was inspired and signed by Osama bin Laden and Ayman al-Zawahari. That's, that both of them are dead, by the way. Both of them have, <clears throat> they've, they've been to their judgment. The first objective of the Islamic Front, as of the Islamic resistant movement Hamas, is the reconquest of Jerusalem the city from which they claim their prophet Muhammad is said to have ascended in a chariot of fire and where the Al-Aqsa Mosque stands. It's built on the ruins of the Temple of Solomon. The second objective of Islam is the conquest of Rome. And they call that, they call that the Kizil Alma, the red apple, which is in analogy with the golden globe that surmounted the statue of the Emperor Constantine in the Byzantine capital. So after Constantinople, Rome became the red apple, and that is the final destination of the triumph of Islam over Christianity. Can I just jump in, Jess? What you just summarized in this article, um, I would say, um, you know, we, when you look at, I, I've heard D- Dennis Prager say this about Islam, that 100% of Islam uh, Muslims don't believe what we just stated. But uh, he said maybe a third or more but when you think of a billion people, even if it's just a third of the people believe exactly what you just said about Islam, hey man, that's that's like a 400 million people. That's that's serious. So my point is, we can't. It's a broad stroke of 
every single Muslim. I know Muslims who have told me, I don't believe that, and I'm a Muslim. Okay, they're not what we would call a fanatical Muslim. Correct, Jesse? I mean, there's well, different types of Muslims. They're not, they're, some of them don't believe in this. Correct. Uh, I've, a, I've met uh, people like that. A, a Muslim yeah. that... Well, it's just like Catholics that don't exactly. believe in the Bible. Nope. Okay, yep. what do you what do you call Catholics that don't believe in the Bible? Lukewarm. Yep. Except what do you call Muslims? Yeah. What do you call Muslims that don't believe in the Quran? Lukewarm. Yep. All I'm just saying is that when a Muslim does believe in the Bible, there's a hundred and seven verses in the, uh, I, the, the, Quran. the Quran. The Quran. The Quran. The Quran. When a Muslim does believe in the Quran, there's a hundred and seven verses which prescribe the Muslim to do violence That's against the fact. Christian. That's just a fact. Okay? Yep. And uh, so going back here to Islam's strategy of expansion, yeah, my, they, uh, they want to they expand through immigration. It's and already they happened. They have. It's France is a good example. Oh, yeah. It's already happening in Europe, Terry. France is a good example. Italy's also a good example. Right. Uh, you have parts in the U.S. like uh, over in Michigan, there's a place called... Oh, yeah. uh, uh, it'll come to me right now. It's where but the Ford dealership used to manufacture cars. A Flint, yeah, it's, Flint? it's a city in Michigan where it's basically a complete right. Islamic stronghold. Right. Yeah, the yeah. laws are there. You you can't. They have Sharia law there. Yeah. The police can't even go in there. Unbelievable. Paramedics, fire department. Same in Europe. You have many places in Europe. They're called no-go zones. What is a no-go zone? Paris, especially. Yeah, yeah there's, those are places in you know, Great Britain, English, Paris. Those are places where Muslims have controlled it completely, kind of like what Black Lives Matter and Antifa did over in Portland, Oregon. Remember, well, remember of Terry? course, of course. They, they, they follow the model. Like, they controlled like about six or seven blocks well, yeah, in you Portland. Don't go in there, yeah. And the, not even the police were going in there. No. The, the, every, uh, they, they left them. It was their own city. It was their own city for about, about a, I'd say about a year. Remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah, they put they put trash cans around and walls around, and they were killing people in there, raping people in there, and the police would not go inside. It was like a truce. Right. Well, that's that's the way it is with with Islam, and they set up these little no go. They're called no go zones, where the government of that country is not allowed to go and mess with uh, the Muslim community. They have their own courts, they have their own law enforcement, and they have their own laws. Shocking. And this is and this is what we have here, Terry. Yep. Yeah, the, this article, let me uh, share some of the... There's a I, lot in this article. Yeah, there's a lot in this article. It says, Islam's strategy of expansion foresees the migratory invasion of Europe and the destruction of the state of Israel. In the days of the attack on Israel, the Alliance of Mosques was, was born in Paris. Like you said, Terry, Paris, France, yep. the Alliance of Mosques. Yep. The new, this is the new association of Muslims all over Europe, inspired by the wing of the Muslim Brotherhood, which theorizes the soft jihad, the gentle Islamization yeah. of Europe. The Hamas attack of October 7th is, is, is instead a dramatic expression of the hard jihad, which involves terrorism and war. Behind the former strategic approach is Turkey, which controls migratory flow into Europe mm. and for years has inspired to become part of the European Union in order to dismantle it. So so the Muslims here have soft jihad, like what Turkey's doing sure. by be becoming part of the European Union. Yeah. And then they have hard jihad, which is obviously war and bombings. Yeah. And but behind it says behind the latter approaches Iran through its agents. 
Hamas and Hezbollah are agents of Iran, which are pressing their siege to the south and north of the state of Israel. The, and at the end of the article, it says here, the a profound theological difference exists between Catholics and Jews, who in their denial of the Trinity are more akin to Islam than to the Church of Rome. But what remains of Christian Europe is fighting against the same enemy as that of Israel. In the same way, Russia wants to take up the legacy of Constantinople, while Islam is the heir of the Turks who destroyed it. But today they have a common enemy. The enemy is the West, also the economic, political, and military target of communist China, which lays claim to the heirs of Marx and Lenin spread by Russia throughout the world. Incredible. The confusion is dramatic and, and war, yep. like natural disasters, seems to be gripping Europe in an inexorable encirclement. It is a war of chaos that cannot be escaped. As Vittorio Masiosi wrote in his book, Gorniali, he says, it is a faith that pursues you house by house and touches <laughs> Europe and Italy. Italy is the heart of the world because it holds the sea of the chair of Peter, which is the sole foundation of a possible rebirth of Christian civilization. And it is necessary to remember when all seems lost, that all is possible to God. And we must believe this with profound trust in divine providence Amen. in one of the darkest hours of humanity's history. I agree. When we come back, Church Militant's going to give us an update on the news, things that we need to be praying for. Stay with us, family. All of these articles are up on our show page, or you can go to jesseromero.com, pull them down. There's a lot to, to share here. Stay with us, family. We'll be back after a quick break to share with Church Militant on the news of the day. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. We got a Church Militant uh, Wednesday. Brad, you look like you're in a cave right now, brother. Like you're going to give us, oh, there, I see you. Great to see you, my friend. You guys have been doing great work all week long. I've been watching all the things you guys have been coming out with, especially your interviews in Rome about the Senate. I think it's so important that people know what's going on. Outstanding. We need to be praying and making reparation for all these horrible things that are going on. But, brother, what's going on for us today? We're all ears. Well, first, uh, I'd just like to say I'm glad to see Jesse's uh, back in one piece yeah, with yeah, us and everything. Right. That was quite a hair-raising uh, endeavor there. He just flies into the middle of this huge conflict exactly, going on and exactly. drops down and says, hey, I think I'm going to go on a pilgrimage today. So uh, nice <laughs> to see him back. While we're speaking about the Holy Land, it's the biggest yeah. story out there. And, it's, yeah. and the problem is, for most Americans, it's a story, and it's over there, uh-huh. and it doesn't affect us, and that's a terrible uh, uh, attitude to have. Right. Uh, just yesterday, uh, it's in the news today, the Al-Ali uh, hospital, a Christian-run hospital, got bombed. Right. Uh, both sides are pointing fingers at, at, at the other side. Uh, this is starting to blow up. Uh, U.S. embassies are being, there's protests going along in all the countries around mm-hmm. Jordan, mm-hmm. Lebanon, at U.S. embassies around there. Uh, of course, Biden just visited today. Uh, most likely a ground offensive will be starting up uh, right on the tails of him, you know, wheels up flying out of there. They're going to start a ground offensive in Gaza. Right. Uh, one million uh, have been displaced already in the Gaza area. 
So, you know, the regional conflict, I mean, the fact that this is going to, um, Catholics really need to pray. Yeah. All of us need to pray very seriously because this has the potential of blowing up regional and then global. Right. Uh, there's tripwires all over the place, Iran and Hezbollah and Syria, uh, Russia and China getting in on the act, or America, of course, being involved. So uh, hopefully it doesn't happen where we're losing American soldiers and then the terrorist stuff starts up over here. I heard you guys talking recently, uh, yeah. Dearborn, Michigan, That's right. is a, yes, a large uh, Muslim community. And they're up in arms. They're protesting the whole thing. So wow. we're, you know, easily coming apart at the seams uh, in many areas. Of course, there's Muslim uh, immigrants all across America, uh, uh, NATO, Europe. Yes. So we're in a very volatile situation. And I just can't emphasize enough, if this goes to, uh, you know, the Arab countries all boycott, you know, embargoing on the oil, uh, we're going to be back to far worse than the Iran embargo in the 70s when it, you know, tripled in price. So, you know, you put a, a three times, uh, 300 percent increase in, you know, on, on filling your tank. I would be up to 160 dollars just to fill up my car. Wow. It's, you know, at some point in time, you're like, OK, this is a problem. So it shouldn't be. Uh, well, it's going to be our problem because of finances and all that. But we need to pray uh that somehow a peaceful solution can Amen. be found, and, and, I, and I don't know how that's going to be. So, good. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's that's sure. that's the biggest story right out there now. Uh, in other areas, Nicaragua. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they're also talking about using the communists using Nicaragua as a, as a staging point to invade the country. That's just a, a news point out there. Wow. But what's happening in Nicaragua, uh, and it has been happening for quite a while now. The Catholic Church has really been taking it on the chin down there. Yeah. And it's interesting because Daniel Ortega, the uh, dictator of, of Nicaragua, of course, was a former Catholic. I mean, he was uh, raised Catholic right. and got radicalized in college and, and, you know, got into the revolutionary movement and, you know, Jesuit college one year, you oh, know, right. go figure, yeah. and uh, turns communist. So the recent news down there, eight more priests just got put under house arrest. Oh, no. And not only that, but they were moved on Sunday to... Um, uh, from from Our Lady of uh, Fatima National Seminary Seminary uh, in Managua to uh, El Chipote uh, in uh, on Sunday, October 15th. That's known as a torture wow. prison yes, for is. political mm -hmm. prisoners. So that's not looking good down there. There's a total of 13 priests now imprisoned with Bishop uh, Rolando Alvarez. So we're needing a lot of prayers in that area as well. Yes, um, that Nicaragua is not being used for nefarious purposes in the future in this country, but also just the Catholics in Nicaragua, it used to be a very Catholic country, of course, yes. uh, is is flipping and has flipped to communist. And we're, we're already that way in America, you know, with the uh, soft communism here, while they're they're getting into the, the hard form of communism down there and give it enough time here, I'm sure we'll get there as well. So that's another area in which we need to pray as well. Amen. Wow. How about the third and then, story? <laughs> third oh story. I wish I had some 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 positive yeah, stories. Yeah, I would like to hear something. But go ahead. I, I really wish we could. Uh, third story. UK bishop yeah. uh, is decrying the collapse, not decline, but collapse of marriage in uh, the UK. Bishop Mark Davies. If you haven't followed him, he's in Shrewsbury. He's always saying great things. Uh, really calling it as mm -hmm. as he sees it. Yeah. Great bishop, uh, Mark Davies. And he was speaking on uh, an event on Tuesday at the um, St. Columba's um, Church in Chester. And this was a an first annual diocesan mass in celebration of marriage. Mm -hmm. 
uh, ever since uh, the COVID-19 uh, lockdowns in 2020. And listen to his quote now. This is very, very telling on the culture, uh, you know, in the state of religion, really, as well. Quote, the headlines, this is from him at, at, at Mass. He said, the headlines do not seem to exaggerate when they speak not merely of a cataclysmic decline, but of marriage disappearing wow. in Britain. So he's not even holding back. He's not saying, no, this isn't just a cataclysmic decline. We're talking about marriage disappearing in Britain. He goes on to say, wow. so, so exceptional in these early years of this 21st century that most recent statistics show 61% decrease of marriages in our land, the lowest number of couples entering marriage for almost two centuries. That's 200 years. Wow. And the first time in our history that more children are born outside of marriage than in a married home, which is just multiplying the problem because you don't have a stable family for these, for these young kids to grow up in, and they're just going to grow up without father, without faith, without... <laughs> you know, family, uh, and, and it's just going to exacerbate the problems in Britain. And, you know, Britain is one of the, you know, NATO allies in Europe. And look at the decline in Germany, and, and, and now Poland is flipping. So, you know, I don't know what it's going to take, you know, to get people to pray and sacrifice to penance, but, man, we could really use it about now. Wow. Yeah, we're going to need divine providence. We're going to need... Intervention. Gonna, yeah, intervention from heaven. Yes. Because, in what my opinion... Think? What we're seeing right now, uh, this is beyond human human capabilities, human solutions. Uh, it, it's gonna it's gonna take an act of God. And I tell you, uh, what we're seeing right now, the evil that we're seeing right now, is of biblical proportion. And so the response, I mean, the response has to be of biblical proportions as well. Th this. You know, people have always talked about the new evangelization, the new evangelization. Yeah, the new evangelization may be the hand of God coming, de coming down upon our country through chastisement. Uh, that may be the biggest retreat that America and the West has been needing for a long time. Brad, can, well, I, can, can I comment on that? Then I want to say, go ahead, Brad. Oh, I, I was just dovetailing on that. I was yeah. one of the people around uh, 2018, yep. 2019. Yes. 2018, I was thinking, you know, because I knew about Our Lady of Akita, fire falling from the sky, bishop against bishop, cardinal sure. against cardinal. Sure. If you haven't read the messages of Akita, approved apparition, 1973, on October 13th, yep. the, yeah. the message right. about fire falling from the sky, chastisement, you know, the, 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 the be so desolate that the living would envy the dead, right? Yeah. And I thought, well, maybe it doesn't have to go that far because 2018, we're outing all the homos in the church. We got the church, you know, really seemed like it was going to get cleaned up. The USCCB, U.S. bishops were talking about outing how McCarrick rose to power in, in, in Baltimore in November. They were going to do that before they got shut down. Um, and we're talking about RICO maybe kicking in. We're going to have, uh, you know, clean up the church. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of, you know, good uh, executive orders at least coming from Trump and all of that. And I really thought things could get turned around. I thought we were able to maybe, you know, not, and then everything just went south, you know, 2020 and the COVID and the church lockdowns. Uh, and I don't think it, I, I'm with you, Tara, I don't, and, and Jesse, I don't yeah. think it can be yeah. humanly possible right now to forego a divine cleansing. Right, right. Um, well, so. I, think, I think Fulton Sheen has something to say about this too, gentlemen. And that is, he says, pain is God's megaphone. 
And it seems to me that we have too much of an easy life in the West. And when it's all taken away from us, what else is there? I think God is being merciful to us, even among, you know, what's ha- what I think is going to happen is we're going to have a third world war and many people are going to perish and things that we would consider normal lifestyle will be stopped. And uh, I think it'll drive people to their knees. That's my take, Brad. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the war type of warfare that we're looking at right now, I mean, we're talking satellite communications yes. all coming down. We're talking aircraft carriers getting dumped on the first day right. with hypersonic missiles. Right. We're talking about fighting the first, you know, world country, no longer just, you know, fourth world armies, you know, running around on camels while we're running Apache helicopters. Right. We're talking actual, exactly. you know, using uh, a nuclear war. And we're talking about a multiple fronts. You know, you're That's talking right. about China and Taiwan, Taiwan. and Ukraine. South Korea being bombed by North Korea and Japan being taken out at the same time. And then, we, you know, nations disappearing in an instant, as Our Lady of Fatima yep, talked about. Yep. And, and NATO Europe getting bombed by, you know, Russia at the same right. time that we're being swallowed up in the Middle East. So we're talking about worldwide conflict and things okay. can unroll pretty fast. And the cyber attacks and world, the, the life as we know it, as you're talking about there can just completely disappear in a heartbeat. Yep, I agree. Supply that's chains why we, and everything evaporating. And so Brad, I that, it wouldn't have to come to that. Amen. And Brad, that's why we always say at every end of the show, we always say, what state should we be living in? Because, you know, all of this, Brad, means absolutely nothing in, in this respect, that if we're living in the state of grace, they can't do anything that's going to harm us with our salvation. And that's ultimately what matters. Absolutely. At, at the end of the day, you know, did you uh, did you increase in grace? Did you make it yeah, to heaven? Exactly. You know, or and when you did get to heaven, are you just in the cheap seats or are you down the 50 yard line? <laughs> exactly. You know, watching the game, you know, <laughs> well, you know? so it's it, holiness, right? Yes. Not just getting to heaven, yeah. minimalist, but, you know, holiness. So we all need to work on that and, and keep that. divine. All right, Brad. <laughs> wow. Brad, I hear the music so. going on. Thank you for sharing those stories even though those stories are horrible but you know what it really gets us to know that life is short and eternity is forever and we need the most important thing is to live in the state of grace i was going to say jesse what state should we be living in but i gave him the answer that's right we got to be battle ready yeah battle because ready. uh i'll tell you one thing uh we've got to align our will with god's will exactly not not our will not my will be done but god's will Amen. be done as, as the bible says in joshua chapter 1 verse 9 be strong and be courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go. Amen. Remember, remember church, be battle ready. I love it. I love it. Amen, 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 I say to you, Jess. Don't forget, Our Lady at Fatima said our souls are going to hell. Many souls because there's no one there to pray and make sacrifices, especially at this time. Let's suit up, everybody. Let's make little sacrifices all through the day for the salvation of souls. I want to thank you again for supporting us here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. May God richly bless you and your family. God bless you.